Are you scared about the 20s? Well, if you are, welcome on the 20s talk with Maria. Hi, I'm Maria, I'm French and Ukrainian, 22 years old, and right now I'm going through my 20s. I know how much this period can be so overwhelming sometimes. This is why I want to do this podcast, because, well, these past few years I learned so many life lessons that I want to share with you guys, because I just hope that it will help some of you to feel less alone, understood, and more especially that it will make you do something about your potential and not waste it anymore. So enjoy this episode. Hi, on today's talk, I really wanted to talk about something in particular, like how do you face a depression? How do you know that you are going through a depression? Or maybe you are worried about some friends of yours or family members, whatever. We are here to talk about that. I will probably tell you like the technical terms first and then we'll talk about my own experience and how I knew that I was going through depression and what helped me. And I don't know if it can help you, but I want to share my journey, like in, you know, getting back on track and taking care of myself and everything to get better, you know, at the end. And I hope that's the only thing that I really, yeah, I, that's the only thing that I really wish for you if you are going through this. Okay, so what is a depression in scientific terms? Well, I found this nice, I think, definition of it um, on the American Psychiatric Association website. So I'll just read it to you and I hope that we are on the same page after it. So depression is a major depressive disorder, is a common and serious mental medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think and how you act. Fortunately, it is also treatable, so there are solutions. Depression causes feelings of sadness and or a loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and at home. And so now you're probably wondering, how do you recognize the signs, you know? So all the signs that are listed here are feeling sad or having a depressed mood, you know, a loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed, changes in appetite, so it means weight loss or gain unrelated to dieting, you know, trouble to sleep or sleeping too much, loss of energy in general, like an increased fatigue. And then you have increase in purposeless physical activities, like everything is complicated to do, like even slow movements, you know, slow speech, etc. Then you have feeling worthless and guilty or both. And well, difficulties to think, concentrating and making decisions. And well, in worst cases, thoughts of death or suicide. I just read this number that is that is really shocking to me, but I think it makes sense now that I think about it. Like they say that one in six people will experience depression at some time in their life. So this is huge. This is huge. Like they say that it often happens during the late teens to mid-twenties. So we are in the like best place right now to talk about that and knowing if we are going through this or not and if we are know to like how to deal with it straight away i want to make a difference between you know the winter seasonal depressing episode that we are all going through sometimes you know like this is not to me the same thing as a real depression and you really have to make the difference because it's you know it's normal like we are 
often exposed to the sun, like under the sunlight during the whole year. And during the winter, well, there's less sun. So we are having less vitamin C. And so we don't like produce enough, you know, this hormone called serotonin that really makes you feel joyful, like really in a good mood and everything. And so that is normal. That is pretty normal if you are going through this episode. But I have to make a precision here. If you are feeling really bad during winter, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily only the winter seasonal depression type of episode, you know. Maybe it's a real depression, so you have to really be aware, really take care of yourself and check the signs I just listed before. And also you have to, like, you know, see if it goes more than two weeks, more than three weeks. If it's going to, like, stay for a while, it's probably not only, like, just a small seasonal depression. Really check on yourself on that one. So, first of all, it was really complicated to me to admit that I went through a depression because, you know, I went from, you know, a family and, you know, tradition and a culture where you really have to be strong in your mind. When you are, I don't know, when you are a kid of immigrants, parent, I think they went through so many things that you just feel like you have to be strong for them, you know, like to, you have to be strong. That's it. Like not even for them, like you have to do as they did, as your family did, whatever. So yeah, if you come from a poor background or, you know, like people who went through something difficult in their family history, whatever, you probably have struggle because you always had to, you know, keep the head up and never like show signs of weakness. And of course, to me, it's not weakness. It's really, I think, about vulnerability and how it is important to express it. But, you know, it wasn't the same thing before. So, yeah, I had a lot of troubles to accept that I went through depression last year. And I always thought that you could only have depression if you had the gene in your family, you know, like and it could appear later in life and develop as a real disease if you had it in your gene. But like, I think like you now know that traumatizing events can also like make it appear and like just create this disease in your body, in your mind. And so, yeah, I think like now we are more aware about how it is. And I think there is like different type of depression also that I wanted to talk about. Like something really similar to it is for me, the burnout, you know, like the when you're out of your body and your mind because you work too much, because like you have pressure like at work and everything and you just became a workaholic, but like in extreme ways you know there is this kind of to me depressions I know that for so many people it's different and I know it is but like the causes is not the same but I feel like the symptoms are pretty similar you know and also I really learned lately about this one and that's when I realized that I had depression I think well they don't speak about the kind of smiley depression you know when you have depression but you are in such a like I don't know, like really strict environment or you were raised in some way where you can really express your vulnerability, you know, as I was saying before. And so that is why you can show the signs as everyone does in like in normal cases, if we can call it normal, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like they don't speak en like enough about this kind of depression. It's really the depression where you don't have the choice, you know. Imagine you having, like, you're a mother of, I don't know, four kids. 
you don't have a husband anymore or, or your I don't know your boyfriend left you whatever and you are going through like a bad depression but at the same time you can't really like just let your kids down so you work as a as crazy you know to make money to keep them safe and everything and so you try to like go on with life but inside you're suffering so much you know like Like, and I feel like a lot of us are going through this kind of depression where you can like, you can show the signs. Either it's because you don't really have the choice and you're struggling for your kids, I don't know, your family, whatever. And in other, I think, like situation, it's maybe because you have an environment, a family or friends that won't really listen or understand. And you feel like it's not valid to express that. So I know that I went through a depression because, well, I had both signs I think like the first one like really the, the obvious one where you are really tired you speak yeah like you sleep a lot you don't find happiness in what you liked before you really don't have like a sense of who you are anymore all of these things happened to me and I also was like studying at school at the same time like where I was still running my NGO and I had the job as a waitress All of this at the same time. And as you can imagine, I didn't have no time for myself. So the few moments that I had like transitions between everything I was doing were like so sad, so hard to go through. I remember I was feeling so like empty, like really it's the word. So now that I'm talking about it, I think maybe I had like a mix of, you know, the smiley depression where you don't so show the signs, the depression like that hits hard and you clearly see the signs and I think the burnout because I was doing so many things and not taking care of myself. I don't know. I think it's like it was a accumulation of everything that made me like go through depression. So just to explain a bit how it happened and why I went through that. Well, I don't know if there is always like really precise causes to it. I think There is, but it's difficult to really find it, you know. So I think mine was because, well, I went through a breakup followed by, you know, the war in Ukraine and I had to run my NGO. And I had like so many months where I had no time for myself, like for real. I'm really glad of everything that we did. But like I have, I was so stressed because of the situation there and so stressed about my responsibilities, everything we were working on, the events, like, you know, organizing all of these events where people were bringing stuff to collect, you know, humanitarian, like humanitarian aids to send it there to help. And all of this was taking so much time because everyone was calling me. Everyone was calling me. I, f I really felt like no joking, that I was like some kind of minister and I'm not kidding. It was so tiring, like really it was really exhausting. And really I remember that my rhythm for so many months before this period was like, like I don't know, waking up at 9, 10 a.m., you know, and going like sleeping late, you know, I was this kind of person. And then when it happened and I started to run my NGO and the war and everything, I remember because of like the stress, I was waking up at 6 a.m., like checking the news is everything that could have happened during the night before. And so, yeah. And same for like the sleep. I couldn't sleep really like early. I was still going like to sleep really late because I had to check the news of what happened during the day. And like throughout all the day, I had these constant callings from everyone. Like everyone was calling me like it was the media's. It was political 
like personalities like from my town, from whatever, you know, people calling me to know what they could bring, people like of my like my NGO trying to organize stuff with me. And like for real, I'm not even kidding. I was like to really like illustrate the situation to you. My days were so busy that I, I couldn't like even go to university anymore. I went to like only my, you know, obligatory classes and yeah my days were like I was in my room I was at the like on my phone all day long people calling me me declining calls while I was on a call my family members I don't know my parents coming into my room and I was just like making them a sign like just go away I'm on the phone I can't speak right now and it was like that for all day long like for real and so as you can imagine this period was really exhausting I learned so many things. Of course, I'm grateful for everything that happened, but it had some consequences on me. And then during the summer that came after this period, I experienced like some kind of little, you know, summer love story where I dated a guy for a few months and he was really like so nice and respectful. And I had a really beautiful little story with him. And well, we are still friends to the, like until today's day. So maybe he's li he will listen to this episode. So it will be really funny. But yeah, I went like through a really nice period. At this moment, I think I really needed it like in my love area, you know, in my life. And then, well, we were not from the same countries. It was complicated to manage. So It didn't work out like we didn't go like official because it was too complicated, like because of distance. And so, yeah, I think it made me, you know, go in some kind of sad mood again because I had this, you know, I don't know how we can call that, but I, I didn't have the time to really do my whole grieving process from my big breakup before I went through in that, you know, running the NGO period, you know. So I took all of this at once. Like really it slapped me in the face like in the face, like before the new year like the new school year started. And like in September I started to feel so, so bad last year because all of this happened before. And I couldn't really realize that I started my first year of master. And I think at the same moment everything happened happened and I had this big realization where I couldn't see myself do the job I was wanting to do for six five to six years before like I had lost my goal my only like reference my only you know like direction and my it was really like a big part of my identity and now I know how it is important to have different things in your life because you don't know what will happen to you you don't know if you will change and it will come from the inside not even not even because of something external to you and so I feel like it's so important to really have this you balance you know where you have a lot of things your family your friends your passion other stuff that you like that are really important sports I don't know like whatever you know like you have to have a lot of things that nourish you because it makes like life easier to handle when you lose one of these you know foundations and so because it was such a big part of me because it was such a big part of who I thought that I was going to be in the future when I lost the sense of me and my goals like when I didn't saw myself able to be that diplomat or minister or whatever you know ambassador and I was like okay I don't want to do that anymore what the hell am I going to do now you know like I was 21 years old I was stressed <laughs> as hell because I just like lost the only like 
goal that was my entire life, I really felt like I like really lost who I was. It was that deep, like really it was that deep. And I really had no time to really realize that because I started to, as I was saying before, I started to work as a waitress. I had my classes going on. I was still running my NGO. And well, it was at this moment where I realized that, yeah, I wasn't going, I wasn't doing great at all because I was feeling so empty, like a lot of the time. And it was really like, you know, going nowhere actually. So we are in January 2024 right now. And I only accepted my, like I went through this depression. I think it started at in October, February 2022, if I'm not wrong. And so, yeah, and I only accepted it like a few months ago, like for real. Like I really admitted that to myself. I knew it. I already thought about that, but I wasn't ready to accept it because I know, like I was saying before, I was seeing this as being weak, you know, because of, you know, the, the old patterns, my family, you know, people, etc., the environment and everything. And well, yeah, now I understand that it's so important to talk about that because I think I'm clearly not the only one going through that. Like I spoke with so many friends since then that made you also like made me feel at ease to to speak about it loudly, you know, because they also went through depressions because it was people I lost a bit of contact with, you know, for a while. And then when we saw each other again, we were like, you went through depression too. Like, and it, it was not like, you know, everyone is feeling like they are going through depression. No, we were thinking about like hard stuff we could understand. And there's this thing I really want to talk about. Really be sure of what terms you're using because I went through, like I saw people going through really hard, terrible, like really, you know, the the worst cases of depression and I wasn't there at all. So that's also maybe why I couldn't accept that I went through one because I think it's important to understand there's different type of degrees of it, you know, and it doesn't mean that you had to go through the most severe degree of it to be considered as someone who went through that. It's okay even if you didn't went through like the worst cases, like, you know, suicidal attempts, whatever, like you're probably still went through a depression if you thought about that, if you had a lot of symptoms and signs of it, but you have to like understand that you are legitimate. It's valid to say that you went through a depression. You're not taking credit for something like that you went, that you didn't went through, you know, like there's this thing of people not being really comfortable about saying this because they don't feel like they belong here as people who went through depression because they didn't went through the worst cases. I don't think that's a thing that should matter. Like, it's important to listen to everyone's experience and everyone experience it, I think, always a little bit different. But I still got you and I'm still here to listen to you and listen to what you have to share and say that you were not the only one, you're not lonely and it's really okay to talk about that and, yeah, you know, ask for help. So I hope that what I just said before didn't offend anyone. I just want to remember you that I'm not, an, like an English native speaker. So I have my ways to express things. In French, it will be completely easier. I won't lie. I just hope that it was clear that the global idea was, I think everyone should have some space to be able to share its own experiences, its own sadness, its own weaknesses, and be able to be listened by other people and feel less alone. Now, how did I, well, 
went out of this situation? How did I get out of this situation? Well, I can lie to you and say that I'm 100% over this period. I can lie to you and say that. So I won't. <laughs> and yeah, I just feel like some days are harder than the other ones. And I feel like it's part of life. And I've accepted that. Like, I feel comfortable with the fact that some days I won't be able to be at my best self. I won't feel like 100% energized. Sometimes it will be, I don't know, you know, 40%. Sometimes it can be, you know, even 30. And on the worst days, it can happen to be, you know, 3% and you don't want to do a shit in your day. So yeah, I don't, I don't think like there's a miraculous solution, but I still feel like there are so many things that help me to, you know, at least balance my life again and find my goals again and find my purpose and find myself again and, you know, make my life more healthier and everything helps so much. I think you have to understand, as I was saying before, like depression is something that really affects your mood, your like really the mood. I don't know how to explain that better. I think it's really that. Like you can't really control it. You can't really decide how to face it because you don't really have the hand on that anymore. Like it's not you commanding, you know. And even if you want, like even if you would like to do it, you can. Like it's so hard. It's so hard. And I think people who went through that understand what I mean by that. So I remember that when I understood that I was really not going well at all, I was so, so scared to go through like the worst cases because I knew people who went through that and I saw what it does to your life, how it affects you, how it can, you know, slow things down and, you know, impacts you forever, actually. So yeah, I didn't, I was so afraid of coming, like ending in that, you know, no turning back situation where it really like, this like really ruins everything around you and you need so so much time to like go out of this and I was really scared about that like this this is a thing I I was like lucid enough to understand it even if I could do anything about it I decided to really like start with hacking my brain actually I think it's the only thing that really worked for me I remember that I saw this video that was saying that you know when you do some like gym fitness whatever you go to the like to do some sport whatever you like like dancing biking you know like basketball whatever if you do some sport you are like your body is releasing some dopamine and everything like impacts your body in a positive way and it also affects your mind you know so I remember that I thought well if I can do that myself maybe if I force myself to like go to the gym and do some sport, whatever, exercises and everything. Maybe it will at least like make my brain feel like I'm feeling good. Maybe like I'm feeling better, you know. So I decided I was going to like hack my brain and make it feel like I was doing great when I wasn't, you know. I don't know if it makes sense, but to me it made sense at the time. And so, yeah, I decided to try to go to the gym. And when I went there, I don't know, I felt like I needed to just keep something stable in my life at this point. And I felt like if I could like just never let go of the gym, I was going to have something that was, you know, more of a routine, more of like a balance in my life when everything was really 
crashing down everywhere. I think it, I went there in February in 2023. And so, yeah, I started to go there and I had this 20, 50, like 15 to 20 minutes to go there and tw at 15 and 20 minutes to go back there every day. So I had this, you know, morning walk also. And I know that walks are so good for your mental health. Every psychiatrist, whatever, will tell you, like when you are going through a depression, whatever, to take some walks. It's so good for your mental health, for your brain, because also you expose yourself under like the lights of like the sunlight. It helps a lot to restore a lot of things. I don't know. I felt like, yeah, I, I was probably feeling that dopamine stuff, you know, after because I decided to go there. And I know that for some people and you have to be careful also be well with that, it can also become a an addiction, you know, because you well, you will, you were feeling so bad for a while, and now you're feeling better, and you just became like addicted to it because you feel like everything's great when it's not. So you have to also be aware of okay, it made me feel better for a while, but it's not, you know, cleaning all of my problems, you know. So yeah, you have to be careful about that too. So yeah, I started to go to the gym really frequently, like. I don't know, three times a week at least. For me, it was a big deal because I was going there like not for one hour, but for two hours, sometimes even more. I was really like killing myself at the gym, but I was feeling so much better after it. Like I felt like I did something on my on my day. I feel like, yeah, you know, the weight and everything, the progress you're seeing quickly makes you feel like at least you're doing something or at least you're good at doing something. Even if you don't know at this point like what you want to do with your life it's still a small win and that's really important and well as you can imagine after starting to go to the gym I shifted my like lifestyle in a big way I think like I was so so used to eat a lot of sugar during my days because I had clearly a big addiction to sugar and I don't say that I'm over it also but I feel like I'm really controlling like I really reduced my quantity like drastically now I have more discipline like self-discipline on this topic because I know the effect of it on your body on your mental health too on your skin on every aspect of your like the human being you know and so yeah I started firstly to reduce the sugar I was eating a scientific guy saying this I don't remember who he was but I just remember that I saw this guy saying it never happened before to have these big numbers like big numbers like that of people having depression and he said well it's also like linked to the fact that we never eat like we never eat it that badly you know like we only eat trans like transformed like stuff coming from industrial like you know chemicals industry whatever so yeah we don't eat well and that is a clear factor that influence our moods our body our mental state so when I started to go to the gym I changed my way to eat I started to really like eliminate every ounce every amount of sugar that I could find in my food. Like really, I was maybe too drastic at like in the beginning and it lasted for a while, but it was my way to really, you know, have this thing and keeping this thing stable in my life. And so, yeah, I think it also helped me a lot to feel better, I think, because I was eating better. I would probably say sleep, sleep, <laughs> like sleep enough, sleep well. It's so important. I think the the, the biggest foundation is your sleep your sleep your like your food 
your well alimentation and also well like you know sport exercising these are the most important factor and i will probably add relationships like romantic friendships family you know these four things are so important and they make you they will may really make you feel better if it's working so yeah it was the first step i used to really overcome the depression and really start to make my body move take care of myself i started to really like start a real skincare i never had a skincare and like it really helped me also to feel good about myself because i was taking care of me i changed my hair color whatever you know the kind of stuff that makes you feel prettier more confident and everything i started to read a bit more because i left that for a while too i rediscovered a lot of creative stuff that i loved i loved and i really like forget about too for a long time and yeah i started to little by little like really to reconnect with my old me well when i me when i say old me i really mean my young me like really and that's what really helped me to overcome depression and also the biggest part of this was trying to find a balance a healthy balance in my life to have a good rhythm and everything but the second thing that really helped me like if i had to make two categories it was these things that i just told you about in this episode but also the road to connect to myself to my childhood to what i loved what i liked what i what i really wanted to do in life you know and yeah i think that the road to find again my new goal my new self my passion was really the other thing that really helped me to go through this depression so i hope that well like sharing my journey helped you i hope that you know what it is how we can look like the different types of depression you can meet in people's and i hope that yeah you will probably take care of the people around you who are going through that and if you feel like you're going through this well please take care of yourself please ask for help if you know people who went through that speak to them first uh, ask help like to psychologists to you know family members if they are willing to listen to you and well really just understand that isolating is the worst thing you can do and i know it's so easy to say when i didn't like try to reach out to people and i learned that but really reach out to people it's so important now i know how it's a discipline to try to ask for help and you have to like you know integrate you know this discipline in yourself if you are feeling bad right now and check on yourself on your loved ones take care of you and i'll share the second thing that helped me to go through this depression in the, the next episode where i will talk about well my ways to find my passion my goal in life Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it will help you. Of course, if you have, if you need it, re-listen to it sometimes if it can help. But please, if you want to help the project to grow and reach out to the right people, please subscribe, like, share, comments, whatever. Talk about that talk, uh, that talk with your friends and well, most importantly, if you have friends that understood English. That will help me so much. Thank you very much. And we'll see you on our next talk. Kisses.